So therefore, be proud to be a decent American rather than be just a wanker whipping up fear. Because you're supposed to tackle people, you're supposed to hit people at pace and hit them hard as part of the game. It's not chess we're playing. I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f he wants. Hello and welcome to chapter 74 What's the Story Podcast. My name is Danny Murray, Graham Merrow Merrigan. How are you? You got distracted by scratching your beard again. Scratch beard nits. I've got beard and stereo this week. I'm like a little prepubescent <laughs> boy over here. <laughs> um, I, two glorious beards. Two gl- your beard is probably second place this week, Merrow. Yeah, I think it is, definitely. It is. Um, our guest this week, lads, is... The man behind Hardy Hair Comedy Club and Bray, he's um, flying solo at times as well, absolutely lashing everything out of it, and he's an all-round good guy, Mr. Adam Bork. Adam, How are you? thanks man for coming in, man. Um, it's an absolute pleasure, I'm looking forward to now being this a part is, of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, we're going to be talking all things comedy, all things wrestling, MMA, what it looked the usual, like, you know what My I mean? favourite things. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> um, Planet Earth as well. I didn't watch it this week, I haven't recorded, I haven't oh watched it yet. God. Um, I went to the cinema on Sunday, rookie mistake. And Mayo, got Mayo out. Mayo was delicious. It was Jungles this week. Yeah. Did you watch it? I must watch it. Which? Planet Earth. The David Attenborough. Yeah, no. I saw that little video of the lizard being chased by snakes. It was that dramatic, was man. Yeah, that was brilliant. Tense. That was brilliant. Tense. I as haven't. A, as a father of three girls and living in a house full of women, I can, <laughs> I can relate to that daily, <laughs> that daily struggle of trying to avoid and run for your life. If you just get to a safe space, you know what I mean? If you stay still. in the wardrobe for a few hours or whatever, yeah. I could relate to that. Love yeah. it. Uh, but before we kick on, we get into all that, we have to say we are coming from the fabulous and famous and beautiful and fantastic, the metropolis of Cloyney in the beautiful surrounds of Fitzpatrick Castle Hotel. Majestic. WTS Towers. WTS Towers, as it's being rebranded, that's right, yeah. Big neon lights going up for Christmas. <laughs> Big neon Santa. Well, it's Graham's face and my face and neon lights with a Santa hat. So, <laughs> looking forward to seeing how that turns out. Yeah. But yeah, it's nice rolling hills up here. Beautiful metropolis. Um, it's winter, so the Cloyne Hill mountain lion is in hibernation. <laughs> Hasn't been any reported attacks recently. But there has been reports of delicious food available at the Dungeon Bar and Grill. Only twenty five ninety five for three courses. You're making money, lads. Delicious. This is though. fairly awful plugging. It's <laughs> horrendous. <laughs> you know, I do this every you'd week. So, you'd sold it really well to begin with, like because yeah. I was like, you know what, it is spectacular, and you know, being from Bray, like our town hall is a McDonald's. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. everything's a bonus straight away. You know yeah. what I mean? So you're really selling it well. And I passed the swimming pool on the way in and yeah. I looked heated yeah. and all. And I was like, this is the business. But then when you start naming fucking prices of food and stuff yeah. like that, forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Look, it yeah. sounds contrived, you know? <laughs> um, it is contrived. Yeah. Did you enjoy the swim that you had before? I wish I had a swim. <laughs> yeah. I really do wish I had a swim. I need it. Graham always, up. he packs an extra speed out for the hot tub afterwards if he fancy jumping <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, that's what the speed is for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Graham and his banana The hat. rooms come free, do they? <laughs> <laughs> they do when he's involved, yeah. <laughs> All right, calm down. Um, anyway, Fitzpatrickcastle.com. I should probably just give the website actually as a plug rather than... Going contrary. Yeah, yeah. Um, so You've anyway. You've been told now. I have. That's me putting me place. <laughs> Normally people just roll with it, but no, Adam's going to fucking shut me up this week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so, Graham, 
yes. housekeeping. I have fallen. The fake news seems to be in the news everywhere at the moment, and I fell victim of it twice recently. Oh yeah. Um, and just last week there, I fell victim of it something fierce. Got into the bed on I think it was Monday. Just gone. Having an early night, I'm half asleep and I'm just scrolling through Twitter and I see this thing of Donald Cerrone with half a head and I'm like, holy shit, what happened to Cerrone? <laughs> and I instantly just retweeted saying he's a tough fucker, blah, blah, blah. Real cheesy, you're like, I love yeah. him or hate him. Yeah, blah, blah, something blah, like, blah. yeah, giving it loads and all that. Turn the phone off, roll over, go to sleep, wake up next morning to a string of tweets being like, oh, I can't believe you fell for that, you dick. You cabbage and... <laughs> yeah, so I was getting abuse. So and, yeah, he's uh, on a movie set. Yeah, that was makeup. Yeah, and I wouldn't mind, but I, like I listened to him recently on another podcast talking about the fact that he was going to be doing movies and all this sort and of stuff. Like, think. so I was half asleep, but just straight out. What was the other one that you that. The Donald Trump People Magazine. Quote. Oh yeah, did you see that one? Well, in fairness, with Donald Trump, like the, you, may, you may just remove yourself from it. Like any one of those stories could be real or fake. Yeah. With the yeah. way he is, do you know what I mean? That's yeah. the line no that he took after he discovered it was That's fake. That's it, after yeah. people start calling me out, and I was like, man, reality isn't what you think it is with Donald Trump. Like, yeah, you know I mean? this so. is it, yeah. This is, you know, for me, American politics now is like Inception had a love child with the Matrix. Your head is never <laughs> going to understand it. Don't try. Yeah. Just yeah. give up on it, do you know yeah, what I mean? You're better off. We're probably all being punked. If this is the return of Ashton Kutcher, that's the yeah. only thing that makes sense. He has punked the entire nation. That's like level three on the punk show. Season three, we're going to punk you all. Yeah. You're all being catfished. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Donald He's Trump. not the president at all. This is some 15-year-old black girl from Kansas who's pretending to be the president. Do you know what I mean? There's no point in trying to wrap your head around it. It's never going to happen. It's going to be material for uh, comedians like yourself for the next yeah. four years. Do you know, I gave out about that. I gave out about that a few weeks ago online, and I said, well, the, the, the positive... When it just broke that he, he had won, I said... Um, you know, at least we know now that 85% of the material for the next four years in comedy clubs is going to be Donald Trump. Yeah. And that was me kind of saying, expect, you know, a flood of this into the comedy clubs. And I anticipated as much as a, um, as a promoter. And I said to my wife, I says, I'm half thinking of banning Donald Trump jokes in Hardy Heart. Yeah. This is because, you know what I mean, let, let's move past the obvious jokes. You know, what hasn't been said about the man? Mm. And he's a walking joke anyway, so what's the point? She's got a big air horn but then I went, anybody says Trump, just barely yeah, get them yeah, off stage. Yeah. But then I went out to the International that weekend, yeah. and I opened with two ad-libbed Donald Trump jokes. Ah. I was like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> like, I, couldn't, I could not resist it. Hack. Zero planning. Hack. Just went in, yeah, straight away. <laughs> I just opened with, I actually, I opened with the line, I, I did this big kind of rigmarole, settling, settling them down, and I says, you know, let's just address the elephant in the room. I says, yes, it's a democracy. Yes, it was a public vote. But when you have that many, many people complaining, marching, threatening to leave the country, maybe Honey G shouldn't be on the X-Files. <laughs> and I was like, that's, that's not a bad joke for, you know, Donald Trump. I've not said his name. But then I couldn't help myself and I started continuing on about Donald Trump. Yeah. And when I got off stage, I was just like, I hate myself. Yeah, what the... What Why did I do it? I've sold out. Yeah. yeah, I sold out straight away. There's, so there's not enough bleach in the world that make me feel clean. Right <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the reason as well Danny brought this up was because we read an article this week on the Washington Post. Was It, it was the Washington Post, wasn't it? It's been a few places, but the Washington yeah. Post is one of them anyway. Yeah. It covered uh, two guys in California, and they're making thousands of a rumours-based right-wing 
website. Okay, yeah. So they're not there. It's not their beliefs. They voted Obama twice, but <clears throat> they're scaremongering. Like there's <clears throat> these these advertisements you'd see on Facebook. Wait, click this link and wait till you see. Yeah. What Hillary the, has done. Like their headlines aren't they, mate. Like one of their headlines the was real like Waterford yeah. Whisper though, aren't they the headlines? Ah no, don't don't be putting them anywhere near that sort of like that. No, but in, in like it's it's satirical but it's not it's not really satirical. I, I People are clicking mean, like, into it. Yeah. Because they think it's but real. The, but yeah, I, I guess, but I don't think they're going for kind of the... They're not going for the Waterford They're Whisper. not going for the satire thing. They're going no. for the actual kind of like, we want people to read this and walk away angry. Like, yeah. Yeah. like one of the headlines that they had was like, uh, you think Hillary's corruption was bad. Wait to hear what she's done now. Yeah. So straight away people were like, she is corrupt. Oh, what did the bitch do now? Yeah. Yeah. And then the comment section is nothing but basically like... <laughs> like just absolute tribe. But these like, two lads have discovered a niche, so to speak, of right wing views where people want to hear these views and their rumors and they're made made by their own admission, their rumors and made up and it's not factual, but people are buying into it and every I think it was every ten thousand clicks they get X amount and they're raking yeah. in the money mm. and they're, it's just from their living room like. Is there a justification in it though? Uh, like that's it's cheap, isn't it? Just saying, well, there's a demand for this. Mm. Do you know yeah. what I mean? That's like a, a drug dealer saying, well, there's a demand for heroin, so I'm going to continue supplying. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It's not always. But this is this a is good thing. This is a uh, this is the world now with social media. It's just oh, it is. It's just rumor news, yeah. like clickbait, clickbait, scaremongering. Yeah, and it's actually a bit scary that it's all winning. But that's why I get an awful lot of abuse from mates. And from my family for being so active on social media. Yeah. I often say, well, what do you learn from me, from my personal life, from what I put on social media? And then when you actually look at my pages, I just talk about comedy yeah. and yeah, wrestling and stuff like that. I don't actually post pictures of my kids or give away kind of, you know, if I get on, on occasion, I'll give a strong opinion on something. Mm. But then if I put that opinion forward, I don't care whether people agree disagree slate me for or exactly, love yeah. me for or whatever whatever it is that's yeah. uh, i have taken that step and says well here's a piece of me you know and yet you have to be willing to do that but some people are just living their life on social media now oh, everything checking in at hospitals and all it's a yeah it's a it's a second it's a second existence yeah it really people most people well not most people as well but a, a good proportion of people are definitely living their social life through social yeah. media like it's, you can't go to a pub without seeing somebody checking in. And, and similarly, go. they get their news from social media. Yeah. You know what I mean? Everything that they get their entertainment from yeah. social media because it's all just there at the fingertips. And that's, I think that's part of the problem as well, especially with stuff like this, because what you'll see is that obviously nine times out of ten, people's friends tend to be similar minded, like minded individuals with sort of the same belief system or whatever. So then all of a sudden, if their news feed and their main source of news is nothing but what their friends are sharing and liking on Facebook. That starts to spread like wildfire, then, you know what I mean? So, um, Mark Zuckerberg is, is the root of all evil, essentially, is what we're <laughs> learning now. So, down with Mark Zuckerberg. Except for our Facebook page, we couldn't need that, Mark. <laughs> if you could leave that alone. Yeah, that's it. I hate social media, but please add me on social <laughs> yeah, media. Exactly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we need it. Yeah, this we is do. It. We really do need it. But, um, yeah, the, the fake news stuff, I, I fell victim of it twice in a matter of... Uh, a matter of really short space, one about a week and a half. I think so. I got catfished by a fake comedian. Do you know oh, that? I do. This sounds like yeah, it's a proper comedian, and I won't name any names, but a proper comedian. Um, 
added me on Facebook. And right. I looked at our similar f- friends and they were all comedians. And that is what I would use my Facebook mainly for, to, mm. to network with other comedians. And a comedian who um, is instantly recognizable added me on Facebook and obviously I accepted. And um, yeah, I didn't think much more of it. I saw a couple of posts um, made by them, but they were very kind of one linery kind of posts. Yeah. And then I says, well, I'll put the feelers out and let them know about the club and about the setup and brain and stuff like that. And the, the response I got was very kind of short and very short and sweet. And it was a no. Um, but most comedians or agents would give you a little bit more. Yeah. So for the first time I clicked into the page and then realized that their interactions were mostly with females and they were mostly non-comedy related and any of the pictures that were posted on the page could have been found elsewhere. I was like, well, I think I might have got catfish there. (laughs) Now, I know it's not the same thing. I know it's not like I'm I'm married and have kids and all, so I know it's not a relationship thing. You haven't traveled halfway across the country. Yeah, but as a promoter... I essentially did put the feelers out. Now I didn't. I would never give up too much, in terms of you know what the setup is and what the deal is for a comedian and all that kind of stuff. Certainly not on a, yeah. a social media kind of interaction, but it's where you start conversations. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, and I was just, it was an alarm bell straight away, and I thought that is weird. I could be reading it completely wrong, but I've not seen anything since yeah. that would m- lead me to believe that I wasn't. So have you still, you didn't delete them or anything? You still I didn't them? delete them or anything, no. I, I so, saw no purpose to it. There was no, you know, the, we hadn't sparked any kind of a relationship. I don't yeah. feel they're looking through. There's nothing on my Facebook to filter through and gain any valuable information or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, there was no, I generally don't delete and I generally accept most people because I treat the page as place for followers or you yeah, know friends yeah. of the club to get involved and in that so it's even though it has my name i would still interact with people uh, yeah who are customers and that so and his profile was just interacting with women yeah it seemed that way that sounds well, familiar I'm doesn't it as if it was his what sounds familiar for you wouldn't it? Up, you dick. <laughs> so i may have been I interesting been comedy catfished <laughs> imagine there was somebody doing that around imagine like, they took the book and, and never showed yeah I was going to say and then they leave somebody without a headline do you know yeah. what I mean yeah, yeah. somebody's right you've got seven you've got seven minutes you've got seven minutes oh that's it now just 25 minutes but is there a mutual friend where you could say look so and so was at their is this such and such yeah well there could be but I don't want to give too much away but yeah, yeah. It, if there is there'd only be one or two yeah who could have gigged with this person? And say, listen, because that's the level. Is that their real Facebook yeah, page so. or what? <laughs> yeah, see, this is it. I don't know, but maybe you know, there's something romantic about just leaving it as it is. <laughs> Did that ever happen? Did we ever talk on social media? <laughs> <laughs> Do they know I exist? Because if you ever end up rubbing shoulders with that person, now you'd be like, I can go. Why didn't so. you take me poxy gig? <laughs> yeah, then they'd be like, Pox that wasn't me. Yeah. 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 Oh my god, I've been captured. Knew it. So you're not on Facebook. Yeah. Um, it, it's also uh, for the American listeners out there. Happy Thanksgiving! This weekend it's Sunday now, so it would have been what Thursday, Friday. It's the last Thursday in November, I think. I is no it? No idea. Thanksgiving. Yeah. God, you're really in tune with your American listeners, aren't oh, yeah, you? I have yeah, no I'm idea when Thanksgiving is. I just know up. it's. I just know it's soon because I've seen it's a lot of American people posting about turkey. Yeah. And I seen a video during the week of um, traffic in LA, which just looked. I think that, that was bad. crazy. You think the M50 is bad, man? It was eight lanes of just not moving, like. Ridiculous. In both directions. Yeah. 
But um, Shane, happy thanks given to Shane. Yeah, Shane, Shane Murphy. Shane Murphy. Um, a bray, well, a bally black ladder originally. They know the bray now in Minnesota. So yeah, Shane and Murphy. We were talking about our uh, listenership one week, and I was like, "Who the hell's listening to us in Minnesota?" And Shane I mean, got in touch. I was like, that's, touch. Like, that's me. Brilliant. And we were like, well, <laughs> there, there's a couple of hundred of them, but at least we have one here now. So <laughs> if you can bandy them all together and tell them keep listening, that'd be great. Like. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so all the American people out there, um, happy Thanksgiving. Um, I don't know anything about Thanksgiving other than what I've seen on episodes of Friends. Uh, Thanksgiving always reminds me of Survivor Series. Yeah, which was just on. I just think it's Diet Christmas. Yeah, it, it is, is actually. Coke and Diet Coke. I think Thanksgiving is just Diet Christmas. Oh, really? It's, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's Christmas it's dinner without the ham. Version. Yeah. It's another excuse for you to get your family together and hate them for a day. <laughs> yeah, that's a great answer. Is, do they ha- it's, it's a Thursday every year, is it? I think so. I think it's the last Thursday Do they have in a Thursday and the Friday off work? The, see, this the thing. The Friday is where Black Friday comes from. Because the Friday after Thanksgiving is traditionally where they don't Christmas shopping. Oh. And that's why they have all their deals. So people being made work Black Friday hate it because, like, you ever seen? Do you ever see some of the videos? You always see the videos of people absolutely wrecking the gaff jingle all the way style. Exactly. Looking for Turbo Man. Yeah. Love we that do, film. We do that every weekend in Bray. That's, <laughs> how, we, that's how we shop just in general. Even <laughs> when there's no special offers on, we still like to lamp a few people for, before we get lamp lots of Frosties. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? I haven't heard of that in yeah. years. It's not a trip to Tesco unless you box somebody in the head. Absolutely. To get your Frosties. To get your box of Frosties. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Lampin, that is amazing. That is a great word. I haven't heard that yeah. in years, yeah. Um, it is like Diet Coke, though. Yeah, it's a great way of putting it. Or Diet Christmas. It is. It's a great way of putting it. I, um, I don't really understand it. But then again, I don't live in America. so you know. We'll probably adopt it soon enough. Cause well, we'll if there's drink involved, we'll adopt it. Well, we've adopted yeah. uh, baby showers. Baby showers. Listen, that's ridiculous. That is a load of me. Gee, that is. What else have we adopted? We've adopted? Black Black Friday. Black Friday. Well, yeah. that's gone all over Europe. So now, glad you it? said Friday there. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something really, really racist. <laughs> no, Friday came in. I like, you were oh, be like, God for that. Shit, maybe I shouldn't. Have yeah. to come on, Black, this Black oh. Friday's now a whole week thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Seen it all well, on, Amazon, on Amazon. Yeah, it's gone. So I got emails off jokes saying, "Oh, Black Friday deal." I'm like, "It's a Tuesday." <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, um, yeah, it's ridiculous, but uh, good, good value to be had. The grandparents hate baby showers. They're like, what is the point in baby showers? Ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Absolutely are. ridiculous. In this country as well. Do you know what I mean? Why would you have a baby shower? Ridiculous. Do you know what I mean? There's, a, there's yeah. a baby in this country. There's a baby in your family every other day. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. We just bash them out. But they're surprises I mean? as do. well. They're surprise yeah. baby showers. Ah, stop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. I don't buy it. Say what you really feel, Alan. <laughs> Not a hope. Not a hope. That's where I draw the line. Then the Kristen. So there was no baby showers for the no baby showers. out there, no? I have three little... Babogs, and there was no baby showers for them. You know what I mean? They they were lucky. They uh, they got anything on their first birthday. <laughs> no, no, that's terrible. That is terrible. No, no baby showers. Just reason they converted there, man. Do you know, it's 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 like that. Do you know? I hate it. I hate every Christmas morning. Do you know what I mean? And now people just share all the presents. They, you know, oh. the kids aren't even in the photos anymore. Yeah. No. It's just a picture. Of all their toys, yeah. You know Self-congratulatory I mean? bullshit. Look, look how big our credit union loan was. <laughs> look how big it was. This is how much we care about our kids. Five years of debt, and now they're going to do the same for babies. Yeah. They do it for birthdays as well. 
Yeah, on, ah, on social stupid. media. It's stupid. Once are we seeing people getting limos and bouncy castles for the communion? That's it. I was like, nah, that's, that's, that's it. Nah, that's it. The only communion I got thrown into the back of a Volkswagen Golf, got driven around to some people, and I got brought to Baker's Corner for the sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm. How was it? I went to Blake's in Slargan. Look at you, you posh. I got a nigger back of glory. I bet you did, yeah. <laughs> a knickerbocker glory. <laughs> yeah. A did sign we, of the early 90s. Yeah. That's what I got. Kids, we're going wild today. <laughs> we're going to have a knickerbocker glory. <laughs> Without the jelly. Without the jelly. We're not Protestants. <laughs> 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 Do you know what I mean? Jelly was a Greystones thing. <laughs> yes, to, you know you had jelly when you went south. Oh, yeah, that was it. Uh, Jesus, <laughs> Nick, I thought you just ordered that because of the name, did you? Yeah, absolutely. It was fun to say. At the I don't even think I finished it. You probably didn't. Jesus it was around the communion as well mm-hmm. when I uh, upgraded from a Happy Meal to a Big Mac meal. Oh, that's the sign of being a grown up. Yeah, years Granny would never let me have a fucking Big Mac meal. I'd say you still wanted a toy though. Always uh, wanted a toy. <laughs> Give me a Big Mac meal. And well, still toy. have the toy. Yeah, toy. Always wanted a toy. Yeah. Oh, you know, my, my first Big Mac was, um, and I, this sounds ridiculous, it's always me and I can remember my first Big Mac, it's like, <laughs> it's like this dear diary moment, like, but uh, I can remember my first Big Mac, it was an accident, what? your man in the drive-thru made a mistake, Cause like that, I was meant to get like just a Happy Meal or whatever, but he when gave was us... your first Big Mac, if you went to a drive-thru? Ah, jeez, it was years ago, I think there was a drive-thru out near Santry years ago. He was probably in the car wash. <laughs> yeah. he can't remember it at all they went for a McDonald's yeah. and then they went to the car wash told him he, told him he was going to the drive-thru you got a double decker from the chipper yeah. and what and what but uh, yeah I was meant to get this um, burger soaking wet <laughs> it's foamy it's foamy well, yeah so that that ruined my childhood more than find oh wait that's no kids listen find out the truth about your man you know yeah Jerry Adams like yeah <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, the, the, the <laughs> one single kid in America, tear <laughs> rolling down their cheek. Yeah. One as you just broke the news. Yeah. Yeah. About Jerry Adams. About Jerry Adams. <laughs> yeah. It's your man with the beard, you know the one about him. Yeah, that's, I, I, I think, yeah, definitely. Happy Meal to Big Mac and also graduating from Nuggets to Goujons. That's ah, here now. That's that's Celtic Tiger stuff right there. Yeah, Goujons is very Celtic Tiger, isn't it? It is, yeah. Paninis. I remember the oh, first paninis. time I saw a panini, and I was like, "Who fucked up me, roll lads? <laughs> what are you doing? Who squashed? It's it? all squashed. <laughs> Bagels, paninis. Man. And then I was strung out on paninis for about two years. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just going down, there was a there was a little bistro, a bistro in Bray. Imagine yeah, a bistro. That's very Celtic Tiger. Before, yeah, beside Centra, there was a little bistro in, yeah. in Bray. And I used to go down every week for me paninis. Do you know Jesus. what I mean? And I, you know, there comes a point where you just go, what have I become? Yeah. What is wrong with me? Well, we're getting the new era now with Celtic Tigerism where it's uh, it's new barbers. It's cafes everywhere. Stop. Yeah. It's, Those uh, two lads down in Greystones, the happy pair. The ah, happy listen. Pair. Listen, they're not, te- they're listen. not on juices and smoothies. No, they're not. They're on crack cocaine. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> I went to the late late show. And nobody's that. Nobody's that happy. Who's no. who's vegan? No. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Nobody has that energy. That's no, no, they don't. They're all vegan yeah. and paleos, and they, yeah. none of them have no. personalities. P- it's paleo, paleo is Cal- the new Celtic Toryism as well. Yeah. Cafes, barbers everywhere. Um, uh, paleo, fucking putting drinks and jam jars. Asta. Oh no! I, can't. I was watching the Lazy Chef the other day on TV Three. And he was making steak and chips, and he had onions in a jam jar. No, I'm telling I'm you, sick now, of jam jars. The only thing apart from jam that should go in a jam jar is petrol and a hanky. <laughs> That's it. 
right? Not alcohol. You know what I mean? Ridiculous. We're all above our station. The new thing as well is... We've not learned anything. We haven't learned anything. No, we haven't. Have you seen the Twitter page, uh, We Want Plates? No. Where it's given out about yes. all because oh, everything's served on like a, on a piece slab, of wood on yeah. a toil they're putting steaks that's, on toils that's the other thing that bullshit of ordering a steak and it comes out in a hot stone they're just like yeah so just give that another five minutes and it'll be medium and if you turn it over then after another five minutes it'll be close to well I'm like I've ordered you cook my why, food why am I paying to cook my own food what yeah. is this desserts as well should not be served on a flat surface they should no. be in a bowl well with the ice cream yeah. or whatever it is oh yeah ice cream yeah a cake no yeah, no, it really but, um, me, actually, all that. The other one as well is bagels. I don't understand why you should pay more for less, like pay more for something with a hole in it. It's a sandwich with a hole in it, essentially. Is that, like, is that in the new era of Celtic, Celtic Tigers? I don't know if it's the new era, but it, I'd say it was the old era, because didn't Bagel Factory come in in the Celtic Tiger? It did. Awful. Hate. I'm not criticising barbers or cafes, because I like both of them, but I'm just saying they're ah, new. Ah, look at them, look at them now, cozy Well, that's up. true, yeah. Beards, yeah. beards are popular, like, and that's yeah. making people who always had beards unpopular. Like, I've been called yeah. hipster an awful lot of times now. You can see the way I dress. I've got a Sonic the Hedgehog t-shirt on. Good choice. I've got a zippy. I've got a pair of... I'm, not, I'm the furthest thing from a hipster, mm. but I've always enjoyed facial hair. But now I look at other people who have facial hair and I enjoy my facial hair less. <laughs> really? Yeah. But it hasn't, like me, it hasn't forced me to shave. No, I'd be that way as well. I'm just yeah. too lazy to. Yeah. But it, it really does annoy me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And then you always get comments from the guys who can't grow beards or the lads who are losing their hair. Yeah. Saying, oh, you look like a hipster. See, you, I look about, you look like somebody who's about to be slapped now. <laughs> you look oh, like somebody who's going to be in the boot of my car while I drive yeah. up the Wicklow Mountains now. If you keep if it you up. keep it up. Yeah. Um, I tend to go the opposite way purely because I can't grow a beard. It tends to be beard envy that I get. I look at a man with a beard and I'm like, oh, see, it'll take me about 14 years to grow that. <laughs> yeah, I but just, see, a lot of people say it's patience. But for me, like, I'm not waiting to grow my beard. This yeah. isn't patience. This here... Is just cracking on and not shaving. <laughs> I'm not really conscious of this. Yeah. Until my wife turns around and says, "Shave that fucking thing off," <laughs> <laughs> and then I might trim it back a bit. Yeah. But you trim it yourself? Oh yeah, I don't pay for. It. <laughs> Listen to this chap. As you can clearly see, I cut my own hair. I do not pay for barbers. I do no not. Way, do you? Yes, I do. You cut trim. your own hair. I cut trim, my own man. hair, and if it's it needs any trimming good. at the back, my wife does the back of it. It's very good. Well, you better it's believe it. Man, no, I'm not paying nine quid on a Wednesday special to get some lad from Biffy Institute in Bray <laughs> to run a razor over my head. Nine quid plus no. fat. Uh, yeah, you better believe it. Be Wednesday, Wednesday deal in Bray is nine quid. That's the Wednesday deal. That's the cheap one. And then you're going down any other day of the week and you're up at 14, 15 quid. Now, I want a happy meal and a haircut for 14 or 15 quid, right? <laughs> There's certainly none of this, you know, hot towels and all this kind of stuff. Will you ever jog on? We only got towels in Bray last week. So I don't care whether they're tepid, cold. They could be straight from the fucking freezer, lads. I don't care. You're not putting on my face and charging me 15 quid for it. Uh, you know what I mean? Do you ever get a hot towel on a, on a plane on a long journey? No, that now great. see, that you're making me. the assumption that, that somebody me. from Bray has been on a plane before. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I have, you said a long journey. The furthest I have gone is Costa del Sol. <laughs> Two weeks in Santa Ponza. So the only tell that came with me that time was my big Man United tell. <laughs> I went down on the beach on the sand on the first day, never got a wash for the two weeks, and I used it after every shower. Beautiful. 
That was it. Beautiful. Did you get there before the Germans to lay the hill? Oh, yeah, you better believe it. You know, did I, do you know what? With the Germans and that, you, you just have to tow a tight line on that kind of stuff. Do you know what I mean? You just look and go, no. <laughs> Actually, no. We'll, we'll be having none of that. And that's where we're staying up in that apartment up there. And if I see you up to your antics now, you, the towel, and the bed will go in the pool. And that's the end of it. And that's how we always did things on holidays. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> People, so, don't, people from Germany don't know what Bray is. I was going to say. They've never yeah. been there. So say. they make the assumption. They go, okay, I've just been threatened. <laughs> um, so we better comply. Yeah. And that's what you do. I can't imagine there were a fierce amount of Germans who enjoyed the waltzers. If no. I'm being honest. No. We don't enjoy them. Well, they <laughs> still come to Bray every year, but we don't. But they're gone. Yeah, they the come go, you gone. see. No, the waltzers are gone, aren't they? At the amusements where the waltzers were, yeah, but the, the but summer see, fest... Oh, yeah. sorry. Once the summer sorry. fest rolls summer into fest, town, yeah, like yeah. they bring in all the, yeah, all yeah. the, you know, the carnies. I never believed the yeah. German towel situation till I went away. Oh, it does happen. Yeah. but you just got to say no. Yeah. <laughs> my dad, my dad is like, I'm very close to my dad. He comes to all the hardy hars. He actually goes to an awful lot of me gigs around the country. Yeah. And my dad is just an old school Irish man. They're the best. And uh, yeah, and yeah. Do you know there's. There's no airs or graces. You know, he's not confrontational, not in the least. But if he walked down to a pool and Germans had put out their towels, he'd just pick up every one of those towels, <laughs> just place them in the bin and crack on. And that's it. Do you know what I mean? And I like to think, you know, I, I am. I'm a new age man. Do you know what I mean? Like, so still when things break in my house, I still call me da. Do you know what I mean? Like, da, listen, that's after packing in again. You know what I mean? Could be the wife and all. You know what I mean? Something needs fixing. <laughs> That's broke. That needs fixing. And, you know, he's just, he's good at doing that. Do, thing. do you use uh, some of your dad's stories in your routine? I do talk a lot about me, dad, because it's a genuine kind of, we are very close. An awful lot of people comment on it. They're so surprised that, like, he turns up at so many gigs. A lot of the comedians know me, dad. You yeah. know what I mean? And, ah, yeah. Desi. And if he's not there, it's the first question they ask Where's Desi? He'll come on an awful lot of the gigs. He's very wise to comedy the, as well. I love so. the comedy uh, with, uh, that Irish comedians do. Like when anytime I've seen on the telly where they portray a father, yeah, and it's just like, yeah, that's my father, that's my dad. Mm. Yeah, my dad does have some of those traits. Like my dad be seventy now next year, but he still he'd be in the gym five days a week. He's a weightlifter, like Jesus. No yeah, he used to run his own gym and all. I think that's, I think back in the day, that's where I got the kind of the. I, I suppose the taste for going down the wrestling route. Yeah. It was from, you know, when I was 12 years of age, I started going up to my dad's gym, watching what was going on there, learned how to swim. Then he started teaching me fitness, weight training, and all that stuff. And you carry it for life, but he's 70 years of age and he lifts weights five five days a week. He's trim wow. like he's a fit, fit man. Like, Jesus, yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it kind of brushes off on you. So he has some of those kind of traits. He does have that. He's very Irish in the sense... And I'd be, I, I've definitely inherited this as well. He'd be a no doctor kind of guy. No, I don't need to go to doctor. And that's a bad thing. Yeah. That is a bad thing. And he's probably learned a little bit to do, to do it recently. No, maybe I do need to yeah. drop into the doctor occasionally. <laughs> but there's, you know, there's a real hard as nails kind of attitude about him. But as I say, like he's the most non-confrontational person, very, very kind of affable person, gets on yeah. with everybody. And actually, he was a youth worker. For 30 odd years and I went to study to be a teacher and actually ended up being a youth worker oh, so we're yeah. very very similar people do you know what I mean but I as I say like I, 
he'd be the one I'd get to to fix things about the gaff and all. So I'm not I'm not really like the old school Irish man, but I haven't heard of that. Like if I went down to a swimming pool now, I'd whip the the towels off straight away. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like no, I mean, if you know, if they can charge you billions in debt, then do you know what I mean? The least you, you can take their fucking towels. Lads. <laughs> you can take their towels. They're replaceable. You know? They're only towels. <laughs> They're only towels. On the wrestling front, um, many, many moons ago, we had a fellow Bray man and fellow wrestler, Finn Balor, yeah. aka Fergal Devadon. And um, is Bray just a hotbed for wrestling? Was there nothing else to do growing up? <laughs> yeah, well, it wasn't that it was a hotbed. It was the only school in the country when yeah. it opened. Um, so if, you, if, if wrestling was your thing, I had planned on going to the UK myself to learn. And Fergal and Paul, who I actually do my day job with now, Paul Tracy. Paul Tracy, yeah. Fergal and Paul opened the school. Ross Brown, the comedian, Great actually guy. went to the UK with Fergal and Paul. Yeah. And they were the first three Irish people to be trained out of the UK Hammerlock schools. Well, hmm. They came back over here. Paul and Fergal set up in Bray. Ross did a little uh, thing down in Cork for a while as well. And I know he tried it again recently as well. But Fergal and Paul, um, you know, theirs was the main school in the country. And I was just very lucky being from Bray that was on my doorstep. Yeah. So they were my coaches. Fergal coached me, Paul coached me. And uh, it was the start of something very, very special. And it's something that if you were part of it, you realise how special it was. And if you weren't, I don't think we'll ever be able to communicate just how special it was. Yeah. But I suppose the mainstream kind of, you know, sign that something special was there is you've got... You've got Fergal now as Finn Balor in WWE. Yeah. You've got Becky Lynch, who incidentally had her first match against me. Really? Yeah. Go She's away. in WWE. And Fuck off. My feeling on it is, I can't say a lot now, Yeah. but my feeling is that old school cohort um, of trainees are not done in terms of WWE contracts. Brilliant. So there's more to come. And the guys that aren't maybe seen over there, you've got... Sean Maxer Brennan in Japan, making a huge name for himself in Japan. Yeah. And then the guys that have stayed nationally, uh, stayed here in Ireland, the likes of Paul, who's a really, really close friend of mine. Um, you've got, you know, Justin, Justin Shape, or Peter Far- Farrell, uh, Danny Butler. A few more of the, the guys there that are kind of wrestling all the time. They're involved in this over-the-top wrestling. In yeah. yeah. I've been to a few shows. Amazing. In the summer, I was at a few of them. It's amazing, brilliant. isn't it? Yeah, yeah it was we had, uh, I've actually done stand-up as a warm-up to those shows as well. Amazing. So it's just, do you know what? It was a, it was a great school. It was a great It's a great time. vibe at the shows. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. We had and Angus Ogon as well, actually, previously. Who? About Angus Ogon McNally. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. He yeah. was on the show. Yeah. He was with us yeah, two, ah, months ago, two months ago. Two months ago. And it's, it's important to say, like, you know, Joe Cabrera is behind the OTT brand. Joe wasn't a, a, an NWA guy himself. He was for, for a time trained in our school, um, but he trained in other schools as well. But I, I, I do talk to Joe quite a bit um, through Facebook. And, um, <laughs> and Joe is just, he's got the right head for it. He is running that product exactly how a wrestling company in this country yeah. should be run and it's a great credit to him he's really building something special there as well so it's it's two things I think as a as a wrestling school NWA Ireland was something special and now I feel just as a personal feeling I feel OTT which is something 
completely separate. But as a wrestling brand and company, I think that's yeah. very special now as well. J- um, Joe, so is, he's a performer as well. He is. He plays Luther Ward as his say character. That. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and a really good character. <laughs> that. And he, he wrestled in NXT for WWE. So he does have a stint over there as well. But he's running something really special. And yeah, like this small, small, tiny little island. Yeah. Probably shouldn't have the quality of wrestler that it has produced. But there are some fantastic guys in there. And I, w- I would plug the likes of Paul, who's a very good friend of mine. Yeah. But like, you know, this is a guy who wrestles all over Europe. He's been to America. He's been to Canada. Um, but like, he's a really good talent, like, and he has a wealth of experience. Yeah. And uh, it's right there on your doorstep. And like the other UK Hammerlock guys, like John Moss and that, he's running the school John now Moss, as well. Yeah. And John Moss was the reason I, I, I got into wrestling. I saw him in World of Wrestling magazine and I said to me, Dad, that's the goal. I said, someday I'm going to wrestle on the same show as him. And because of Paul and Fergal, three, four years later, I fought him for the UK title. Amazing, man. Do you know what I mean? So they, they, they gave us huge opportunities beyond wrestling as well. What that did for my confidence, what that, that did for me as a performer. You know, when you've played the bad guy and being comfortable in a room of 200 people booing you and wanting to see you get hurt, then you're never going to have a problem going into a comedy club and onto a comedy stage. Yeah. Because yeah. you'll never get booed. You'll, you'll it's never the art of it, isn't it? Absolutely. And people will never see that. But do you know what Paul Heyman, I don't know the quote, but I know Paul Heyman basically has a quote that says along the lines of wrestling's an art. There's people who don't understand this form of uh, art. Yeah. I'm not doing this for them. I'm doing it for the people who understand, that, who yeah. appreciate it. Now, that's not verbatim, but it's a quote along those lines. And yeah. it really is that if you're into wrestling, that is what wrestlers do it for. Yeah. It's to, it's to, you know, it's to satisfy what you understand wrestling to be. You know, if you're if you're wise to it, you'll know beyond predetermination. And this is what people get hung up on all the time. I was always, as a kid, a big fan of magic, and I still am. And I could tell you how the majority of tricks are done. Yeah, it doesn't make me like magic less. Yeah, I agree. In fact, it makes me like it more. Yeah. If I know how a trick is done but I still can't spot you doing it. If your sleight of hand is so good you've hit the I nail can't on the tell head. you how you've done that, yeah. then you are an absolutely great performer and a great magician. Yeah. Wrestling's no different. If you know what's about to happen, if you know some of the spots, some of the moves, how they're done, how they're done safely, that doesn't matter. If you're roped in to how one person feels about the person across from them in the ring, if you can't tell how that match is going to end, yeah. when you look at false finishes and you're ready to celebrate because somebody's just been hit with a finisher and pinned and then they kick out and genuinely inside of you, you are got, yeah. you go, oh shit, I didn't expect that. Well, that's who we're doing it for. Yeah. And the magic isn't lost. Yeah, You've hit the nail exactly on the head there for. because on, on both incidents, you've got... The, the magic thing I completely agree with John and that's one of the reasons I love Penn and Teller because they'll actually tell you yeah. as they're doing the trick and yet you still don't spot it and with the wrestling thing even looking at Survivor Series just gone I did not see Goldberg squashing Lesnar yeah did not see it but did you see the crowd reaction yeah, yeah. it was like Taker's street it was like the, yeah like don't like in one way I think it's amazing but in another way I'm kind of like it's 12 years too late kind of is it for you know me I mean? it was but, the only thing that could have happened with that match Really? Yeah. The longer you leave those two guys in the ring, 
Um, the worse that match is going to be, and that was telling yeah, the last time they fought. You've got a guy who's touching on 50. Yeah. And you've got a guy who is an s- absolutely superb athlete. And that's not taking anything from Goldberg either, sorry. Mm. But, like, but Lesnar is not a bona fide wrestler. He's everything. He's yeah. a MMA star. He's a wrestler. He's a, he's a pure athlete. He's a freak. But he's got his finger in a load of different pies. And he comes in when it suits him to come in. And yeah. So, you know, what are they going to do? You know, realistically, what are they going to do with those two guys? Yeah. How are you going to shock the audience? Well, they did it. Yeah. That is the only thing they could have done. And that is the only way that people would demand a third match. That is the only way. The first match was a disappointment. The second match, match, excuse me, was a squash. And people want to see Brock Lesnar smash Bill Goldberg because of his legacy. Yeah. Brock Lesnar smashed Undertaker and killed his legacy. That is clever booking. Yeah. That is what I would have done. Because now if they want to play that third one, it will sell. It yeah, will sell. Yeah. Put Do you a think it will even it. though it's 2-0, like, say? Put it, if you put the simplest gimmick in professional wrestling that requires no added kind of uh, props or setups or anything is two out of three falls. You're telling the audience, yeah. if one of these guys loses once, that's not good enough. He has to be bet a second time comprehensively. You stick two out of three falls on that match. Or no DQ'd two out of three falls, yeah. and suddenly you're getting the the boys again. People are going to want to see it. So they're, then, what? Then going back to uh, the Undertaker streak, what was what, what was your opinion on that? Well, uh, I if I remove the kind of um, the the insider kind of hat, if you like, uh, as a wrestler and listening to what some of the guys would have said happened backstage, and the the vibe is that the Undertaker wanted that finish, right. But for me, and this is just a personal thing, for me, it was very clever booking again. I believe that MMA was making too much noise. People had kind of said, do you know what? MMA ticks the box of what I get from pro wrestling. Now it has characters. And it does. Conor McGregor is the, the single best heel or example of a heel you're going to get. Do you know what I mean? He knows hmm. how to work an audience. They're getting like they're getting casual fans. And that's how you know it's successful. Yeah. My sister-in-law watches Conor McGregor fights. She's in her late thirties with two kids and has never played a sport in her life. But she watches Conor McGregor, yeah. and there's a reason for that. Yeah. I think WWE maybe needed to revisit things. Do you know what I mean? And I think I think Taker being a big MMA fan and all <clears throat> the rest of it would have seen that. I think he would have been wise to that. I think he'd be conscious of his age. I'm speculating here now. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the me, MMA argument makes perfect sense in terms of the finish for Brock and Goldberg, I think, because it's 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 like Conor Aldo. Yeah. You know, 13 seconds. Yeah. Um, was it a fluke? Yeah. Do you know, there's a, there's still a question perhaps there to be answered by naysayers that, oh no, he caught Aldo on a, on a, on a yeah. bad, a a bad night. A lucky punch you know or whatever. I mean? Yeah. And I think they are, I think they are kind of saying, well, look, Let's just let's rob a bit from MMA. Let's borrow a, a few, although it's kind of real in, yeah. in, co- in quotes. But um, yeah, I think you're. I, I think you're. Look, you're spot at, on. At the moment, I think Triple H is the main man in that yeah. company. Yeah, he's the guy who's booking. He's the guy who's pushing angles, pushing wrestlers, 
And, you know, completely biasedly, if he was talented enough and business savvy enough to spot people like Fergal and Samoa Joe, I know he's a big fan of indies. Damo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. If he's spotting these guys... He's known what's happening in, in MMA. MMA. He's not, you know, they brought Ronda Rousey over. Next question, then book Connor for WrestleMania. No. No? No. You no. wouldn't? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. And I don't see Connor doing it. Um, I wouldn't. His manager. Um, I don't see. Do you know what? I, I almost see bringing Connor in now to WWE, I would see as an admission of um, inferiority to MMA. Okay. Do you know what I mean? Um, bring Even CM though they brought Ronda? Back. Bring no, that, CM that I'd like to and see. say, your home is here. And you did things in pro wrestling that nobody will ever do. So you've yeah. tried your UFC journey, come back, but like I don't know if CM Punk wants to go back. But no, no, I if I was CM yeah. Punk, yet. I wouldn't want to stay in the UFC. No, yeah. no, After no, my no. first out, yeah. I wouldn't want to. I would love to see CM Punk but back. In, do you know uh, what? Look. These it, guys, there's there's a reason. It's a multi-billion-dollar company. They they will be able to read trends and that, and I think that's why uh, Lesnar went over and, and defeated the streak. Yeah, it's it's reading what's going on around them in terms of competition, um, and I do believe this time round, I think they got it absolutely right with Goldberg. Um, bring the guy in. Test the waters, see if he's relevant, see if people can get behind him. Lesnar did a job, um, which is the, the mark of somebody who's a company man. Uh, you know, that's good for business as well. He put him over, um, and it leaves it wide open, which equals more sales, equals yeah. more money. And also, ask yourself, what is the alternative? What are the other main events that are going to generate the same interest? The argument, though, would be, why didn't they create a star out of this? There could have been... Um, there could have been an opportunity here. A friend of mine, um, Cheyenne, had a great idea and it was nearly in my head, will I stay up to see if this is going to happen? His his kind of reading into it, or maybe his prediction, would have been that you'd have Joe lose 10XT on the Saturday night to Nak- Nakamura and then Joe cost Lesnar the match against Goldberg and then you set up Goldberg versus Joe. I don't Joe. think they were ever going to have Goldberg not win clean. But my other thing about that is, is I didn't read that though. The different levels there, and with no disrespect, like Samoa Joe doesn't need to be there at the moment. If you're talking yeah. about building a star, and this is this is my big big kind of gripe, if you like, if you want to build stars, build them from the bottom up. Joe and Fergal, I went to see them in in the Tree Arena, and let yeah. me tell you something: their match was. Phenomenal. And I'm sure to them it was just another day at the office, but yeah. they made it look phenomenal. Um, what you need to do with guys like that, those consistent guys, those, those performers, is, is build the hype. Make people demand that they go into the main event by keeping them at an intercontinental champion level. That kind of, they're in the middle yeah. of the card, they're not quite the big star. Lean on, look, how many more years are you going to get out of um, Goldberg or, or Undertaker or even your John Cena's and your Brock Lesnar's and all? If they're all in their mid to late 30s into their 40s and then when you're talking about Taker and, and Goldberg up to 50s and all. Yeah. You know, the, if these guys are aging, what you need to do there, in my opinion, is put the younger guys in those 
you know, what I would call a half spot there, like the intercontinental titles. Build a division around them, the way they've built an NXT product around them. Continue that build into the next. Fergal's ready for the main event because NXT, like, he was built and built and built and kept there. The demand was Finn Balor needs to be in WWE, yeah. in the, on Raw or SmackDown, on the pay-per-views. He's, and you know what? The proof was in the pudding. Yeah. He made his debut. It was amazing. Now, again, I'm being biased because that's my coach. Yeah. But you do the same with Joe. You do the same with Nakamura. You do the same with the girls. They actually built... They, the, the way WWE worked their women's division, from my experience in the last couple of years, has been amazing. Mm. Total turnaround. They've separated what are female wrestlers and divas. Yeah, yeah. The Divas get their own little show as well on yeah, E yeah. and all the rest of it. But then you have Charlotte, Sasha Banks, Becky. They can wrestle. Yeah. And they're wrestling really solid. But it's the slow build again. Yeah. Until recently, they main evented. They were the main event. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That, is, that is clever booking. And that's why I've taken a big step. I don't watch WWE anymore. Okay. I don't watch wrestling anymore. I will watch the occasional pay-per-view. I will watch WrestleMania. I didn't see Goldberg. I saw that match in my Facebook newsfeed. Um, the whole minute. But I'm very clued in from my friends as to what's going on. Yeah. I can't understand fans saying they don't know what they're doing. They know exactly what they're doing. Yeah. They know exactly what they're doing. There's a bigger picture like in terms of there absolutely everything. Is. But the, the tweaks I would... Everybody would make personal tweaks. Everybody would. Yeah. So it's not that they're getting it wrong that we want to change elements of it. But that would be the elements I'd change. So you watched Fergal at SummerSlam? I did, when he injured himself. Yeah. Yes, I did. Was there a, a bit of disappointment that the crowd seemed to shit all over the belt? Um, I, don't, I, I didn't really read into it, yeah. to be honest with you. I, I didn't read into it too much at mm. all. For me, it was more important, it's more important what the personnel are doing. Yeah. yeah. L- let's be honest, like, you know, straps, straps don't mean what they used to mean yeah, yeah. you know what I mean well, like you, you could be with, you know Ric Flair when he's holding his multiple times championships and all they meant something back then you know what I mean they don't now when, when John Cena can come in and make his belt spin you know something's changed yeah yeah. there's not there's that, that uh, what would you say kind of esteem or prestige maybe is the word I'm looking for yeah. around a title and from time to time they dip into it and say yes there is a new title or yes this is the new look of it or this particular champion has changed it to suit them and all and they kind of remind you that titles are there it's not what people are interested in nobody cares about that. just to, uh, to, to kind of I guess maybe change pace a little bit in, and touch on your own kind of move away from the WWE side of it and talk about yourself you mentioned you fought Becky Lynch. I did. Um, you told me when I was trying to organise this that you also fought Dan Severn at one yeah, stage. Did, yeah. <laughs> and then recently, and I suppose this can kind of segue into the comedy stuff as well, um, you and Ross Brown are good mates. Yes, and best you mates. And you just teamed up we at did, yeah. the Galway Comedy Festival. Yeah, I mean, I'm retired. I don't wrestle anymore. Yeah. Um, I, on occasion, we do charity shows where I work. I might do them for Crumlin Children's Hospital, Pieta House, um, Temple Street, stuff like that. And I'll dip into them. Me and Paul yeah. tend to wrestle each other or with each other because the local kids who come to our youth project want to see us wrestle. Yeah, I guess, yeah. So I'll dip into it when that happens. Um, but I don't do much of it. I have kids and I can't afford to break anything. Mm. That's the way it is. Um, but um, Kevin, who's behind um, Vodafone Comedy Carnival, uh, picked up the phone. And he said, right, look, I'm getting the guys from OTT down. 
And he goes, my vision for it is I want wrestlers to fight comedians. Not throughout the whole show. He wanted to do one or two matches. And he goes, but I know you're trained and I know Ross is trained. He says, so I like the idea of a couple of wrestlers coming out and issuing a challenge and yous answering it. So that's the surprise. So these wrestlers will go out there and think, hey, we're going to just get two random comedians and bait the head off them. Does this, this man know. have a wrestling mind at all? Because that's a great Yeah, it's a good, it's a good little pitch, gimmick. Well, in fairness, Kevin, like, he's a great mind for, for comedy. Um, that, I went to Vodafone. Let me tell you something. It's, it, it was the best um, comedy festival um, I've ever been involved in um, as, as a booked act. Um, he knows his stuff, and he's been there forever and a day. But yeah, he went to one or two of the OTT shows, and he obviously had a vision um, for, for you know, how it could work in a Brilliant. comedy festival. Now, I mean... Props have to go to Joe as well, who runs OTT, yeah. who probably would have ironed out an awful lot of the creases and said, look, this won't work. And you can't put completely untrained. Maybe he was the reason trained comed- or trained wrestlers who are comedians yeah. needed to go in. Yeah. And, you know, I think they collaborated well and they got the job done. So he picked up the phone and he said, will you do it? It's my two favorite things, comedy and wrestling, like in terms of hobbies. Yeah. It's my two favorite things. So the answer was always going to be yes. But then the deal was sweetened when he said rubber bandits are going to jump on board. Al Porter's going to jump on board. And suddenly you're hanging out, you're hanging out with your mates. You're in a great, you know, 200, 250 seater or whatever it was. And yeah, I just had to wrestle. That was the hard part. <laughs> <laughs> Shake off the cobwebs. What's that like if you haven't wrestled for a while? Really, I actually had a very bad injury at the start of this year. I tore my scapula muscle in my... Um, just under the shoulder blade in my back, Jesus. playing a bit of football with the kids. Like um, just a simple little fell wrong, like dived in goals yeah. wrong, and uh, man, I was out of action like big time. And I could even feel it when I wrestled this time. So I was, I was concerned, and we were baby faces. So I was taking all the heat. I was getting bed up, and um, because Ross has Ross's shoulders pop out all the time, all the time. Jesus. Every match, his shoulders pop out. So we were like, you can't take the heat in this match. Yeah. Because if he has a dislocated shoulder, it will affect the match. So I had to take the heat, which is fine. And let me tell you something. I was in with Paul, um, Paul Tracy again, and um, a, a character from OTT, Logan Bryce. He's a rugby yeah. player. Um, couldn't have been in with two better lads. Safe. Safe as houses. Good storytellers. Really good bad guys. Bit of heat there, a bit of history there. You know, I mean, I tell an awful lot of jokes about these guys at OTT shows. <laughs> so they were looking forward to getting their hands on me and giving me a bit of punishment. But I took the beat down, and uh, it was it was brilliant. Yeah, uh, a lot of the comedians were like, I "Was watching some of the clips the hell, on the man? Yeah. What the hell? I did a fro- I did two frog splashes. <laughs> I was only planning on taking a wrist lock, <laughs> but I did two frog splashes. But I watched and them. I the- tell you something, and I'll put it on record now. If Joe Cabray listens to this, um podcast I got bit by the bug in that match and I would happily get back in the gym if I was given one match in, in the Tivoli I would bite Love his arm it. off I would bite his arm off for it because man wrestling if you wrestle once it's in you and it stays yeah. in you well it's getting very hot now as well in Ireland because they're it is. going Galway Lim- they're in yeah. Limerick this past well it wouldn't bother me like in terms of my role within it I would just love to be part of that product again and just share that state. Like the Tivoli is just, 
it's a second to none venue. So it's class, man. I've I've been to two and where they put me, it's kind of like just on the front. And uh oh he was a Ryan Smile. Mm. Um one week I was sitting in say the left side corner, then I, the second week or the second month I was on the right side corner and where I usually would have sat um Ryan Smile did a he jumped out and then what did he do? He did some sort of somersault out, yeah. and it would have landed on me if I had been in the same spot. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'd say you were disappointed. I was though. very disappointed. Part, yeah, like, I wish I was. I wish I was over there. Smile. But uh, <laughs> should have brought my speedo. <laughs> <laughs> Marty, Marty Squirrel. Ah, yeah. In some me, talent. in me face. Yeah, there's me and other wheelchair users, and he was right in our faces and all. Ah, it's 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 a great great event now. Yeah. And um, do, do those are those guys? Are they aiming to get to NXT, or are they just having a oh, good I time? Tell you. I actually couldn't tell you. Yeah. I mean, Joe has come from NXT and I'm sure he'll give them all a, you know, great idea of what it takes to get there, yeah. what it takes when you are there and how to get to that next level. I'm sure he would. I think they all have individual ambitions. That yeah. would be my take on it. I think some of the guys know it's probably, it's probably gone. It's been and gone. Yeah. And to Ireland, there's nothing wrong with the scene in Ireland. It's getting, it's like that's sold out. Tivoli sold out oh, every month. Every, every month. Do you know what I mean? And it's just, you know, the, the, the vibe is seconds. But they're doing Q&A as well. They had the Honky Tonk Man yeah, over last week. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Tommy Dreamer over this past weekend. Yeah. Class. Yeah, love it. Um, the comedy side of things then, you, obviously, Hardy Hair Comedy Club in Bray yes. in the Harbour Bar is, it's been there one way or another over the last, what? Eight mid, years. Eight years ago. Yeah. And it's, from past experience, it's, it's one of the best places there is the new comedy, but now it's been, it's got a lick and a polish, so to speak. Yeah. So you just have a new kind of improved room. Yeah. That's perfect for comedy. And you run monthly gigs? Yeah. I'm normally the third Thursday of the month. Yeah. Thursdays are just perfect for a comedy audience. You know I mean? It's close enough to the, the weekend. weekend. You know, you can have, we finish up the shows at a decent hour, half eleven. They can get home to bed if they're working the working, next day. Yeah, yeah. But you don't get the the drunken revelers who might just happen upon comedy on a Friday or Saturday night. Mm. So it's a it's nice in that sense. But yeah, an extremely supportive venue, extremely supportive owners, management. They know what we're aiming for, and I often say about it. I hear lovely feedback about the club, but we're not trying to be anything beyond what we are. Yeah, I get you. It's a place for new comedians to cut their teeth. It's a, a place for established comedians to try new material, to have banter, to interact. Um, it's a safe space, you know. People are there to see comedy. There's no background noise. There's no, you know I mean? There's no expectations, a great weight of expectation. The shows are free admission. Yeah. So there's no fear that if I try new material as an established act, and it's not amazing material there's going to be demands for refunds from the it's free admission know, it's free admission wow and then as a promoter I, I MC all the shows myself as a promoter I would like to think that I don't put great importance on the lengths of sets and stuff you know it's important in clubs that MCs and promoters keep an eye on people's time and make sure they're doing tight eights tight tens whatever is the setup yeah. but for me I'm just not that club for me, it's more important that they, you know, if they go a minute or two over, it's because their set is just shit hot. Yeah. And they're they're getting just a great reception. But if they're not getting that, that they recognize 
that yeah. minute or two over is just adding to to the, was, the hardship of that yeah, particular gig I, for them. I, I was going to say because normally speaking, if if somebody dies on their arse, they you pick up on it like you, yeah. you you can sense it, and it would be you'd often find well at least from my experience anyway you you find that people tend to kind of. If they're dying on their arse, it's almost like they'll do five to six and just be like, right, that's me, cheers, good luck. Yeah, you and know? that would probably be the um, the better thing for a comedian to do. Yeah. It's all right to say, do you know what? It didn't work for me tonight. Do you know what I mean? And as a promoter, you'd rather them do that yeah. than try to spend another six minutes trying to turn it around. Yeah. When you know that, like, your established MC or you know the support act who might be only two acts away or the next act on can probably lift the room anyway it's yeah. all right to just say look it didn't tonight was not my night i'm gonna go off i'm gonna write i'm gonna practice i'm gonna come back and like it doesn't matter how bad a person's gig is with me they'll get a second gig they'll just have to wait a bit for it because and that's just the nature of monthly shows yeah you know what i mean but they'll get a second gig and a third gig and a fourth gig and however long it takes they'll get it they just have to be patient you know but yeah. now look there's enough there's enough clubs in the country that do everything really well and buy the book and that will teach you the important stuff you need to know when you go over to Edinburgh, to the UK, to America. And they're teaching you really important stuff. Um, and that is a good thing. Do you know what I mean? And it's just my my club just does the other side of it, you know, something slightly different. And that is just given that freedom of a creative space, yeah. the freedom to express yourself, to try things. But then I need to reward the audience for going with people on that journey. So the reward is always a quality support and headliner. Yeah. You know, of a high standard. I think one of the times I've done it, I think you had, um, I'm not certain, it was Pat McDonnell and Fred Cook as the two. I'm not certain. And yeah. they brought the house down. Like, But even before them, you had... Fred's brilliant, though. Fred's amazing. He's absolutely like... And he, gets, he just gets the crowd just straight into the palm of his hand and that's it like he's he's great for that kind of thing but um it's definitely one of the best places to, to go to a gig just as you said the vibe the atmosphere like everything about it just sets up nicely like but one of the things then that you've been able to do is bring in a comedy festival yeah with it which is for bray is incredible like yeah i i felt the town needed one that was my opinion on it and um, there's there was Bray Comedy Club, and it, it exists from time to time now. Frank Gordon, who runs the Bray Comedy Club, used to do it as a full-time gig. You know what I mean? But now he's kind of got other kind of commitments. So he does gigs on occasion. So when a, yeah. an act becomes available, he'll run the night out again. And it's a lovely club. And then I was running um, Hardy Har, and you know I spoke to the venue owners, and you know they wanted to know what was next, and I felt... The town had enough venues. And, and then you look at kind of like the Mermaid. They were doing uh, comedy gigs as well. Yeah. At the time, there was a, a kind of a cafe gallery called Prelude that were dabbling in open mic and comedy and stuff like that. And I was like, do you know what? There's enough spots and there's enough people and there's enough interest in these gigs to justify a festival. Do you know what I mean? So the venue were like, well, let's try it. Let's see how it goes. So we'll be going into our third year in February. And... The goal is always to step it up again, and the goal yeah. is always to be a little bit different. Do you know what I mean? So, I think we're starting to find a little bit of a a mix, a, enough of a mix, um, to create our own identity. And I think an awful lot of the trimmings that come with our venue, um, going that extra kind of, you know, like for the Father Ted gig last year, we had 
life-size replica of that sheet that Dougal yeah. hung on the front of the parochial house. Deadly. Asking for Matador stuff. And we built Funland. We had a, yeah. the crane of death with the bench going up and down on the crane <laughs> and, and the tunnel of goats. Yeah. And, you know, we do things like that. And they're important things. They are important. We had a little bus tour last year and stuff like that. Um, sorry, this year. I keep saying last year, but, but actually yeah. it's February, so it was yeah. this year, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so the idea is to give nice trimmings. We have lovely venues, and we used the Brayhead last year, the the hotel. Um, we don't have it this year, but we have new venues. And yeah. I think that kind of change is good. It keeps it fresh for people. And, you know, we're just, yeah, we're just trying to create something. And again, I'm not trying to compete with, you know, I, I wouldn't have a hope of competing with Vodafone now. Yeah, because what Kevin is doing up in, in Galway is absolutely phenomenal, and he spent years and years putting it in to build it to what it is. And I'm happy to take the baby steps now. And who knows? Maybe in ten years' time, we'll build something similar. Um, you know what I mean? But for now, we're happy just taking those baby steps. But there has to be a constant and consistent improvement for me to justify what I'm doing. Yeah. has to get better just, and better. But like, it, it, it makes sense that there's a, a com- Bray Comedy Fest now because they have the Summer Fest that's getting bigger and bigger every year and they have the festival that's been on Calodri. Groove. Groove. Like, they do. It's, we have too many festivals. Too many festivals. What am I thinking? <laughs> yeah. What am I thinking? But bring, it's all seasonal, do you know what I mean? It it yours is. February, then well, there's the summer. February, you know, f- nothing's happening in February in Bray. You know, yeah. even even the yeah. swans don't bother in February. <laughs> do you know what I mean? They book into a and b and they're like, ah, feck, lads, we'll see, we'll see you around April. It's all right. <laughs> have you seen down in Bray, Bray Harbour now? They say, don't feed the swans bread. Have you seen that now? No, what? You have to feed them seed and grapes. The swans seed and Bray. Seed grapes? The swans and Bray are paleo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not joking you. It's bad for them. Bread is bad for them. Seeds and grapes. Yeah. What are you, celiac now? What are you, what are I think so. I'm gluten, gluten intolerant. Gluten, gluten intolerant. Oh swans. my God. You know what I mean? You can't feed the swans bread, but it's still okay to chuck a super value trolley into the Dargle River. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't understand that. Do you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, we're a bit beyond our station now with all these festivals, but Jesus. don't you need a laugh after the winter? Yeah, absolutely, yeah. after the Christmas as well. Yeah, and it's too soon in January. February's perfect. That's it. We run the competition now in January. So the guys that are trying to cut their teeth, 40 of them will see the Hardy Heart stage in January. Beautiful. Which is great. Gives these new acts a chance. How long does the festival go on for? That's only five days. Five days. Yeah, it's the Wednesday, uh, the 22nd. To Sunday the twenty sixth. So they're the days for twenty seventeen. That's for seventeen. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it'll start on the Wednesday and it'll conclude on the Sunday. Brilliant. Um, we do a rap party on the Sunday and that's a real mixed bag of of acts. You don't know who's going to show. Basically, beautiful. It's, it's always a lovely gig. Last year we had Sean Walsh, <coughs> Carl Spain, Fred Cook, myself. The competition winner was at yeah. that as well. Connor Sullivan won that. Um, Connor from Cork yeah 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 Con Jesus yeah he won he won me competition brilliant I keep saying last year sorry lads that, this year, 2016 yeah. and how's he getting on since brilliant yeah I've had him back out um, to Hardy Har he'll come back out to next year's festival as well um, I saw him recently in the Irish Comedian of the Year heats as well he was doing a bit of a double act thing lovely yeah. guy very funny he is yeah very funny guy there's very there's not very many bad eggs in mm. Irish comedy. Actually, most no, people famous, are yeah. lovely guys and girls. Mm. They're a nice bunch, do you know yeah. what I mean? So they're easy to deal with. And that's why I like doing it. You know, I don't have much of a, I know I have a lot going on, but I actually don't socialize much. I have a family, and that's that comes first. Yeah. 
But I suppose comedy is my little kind of hobby, and that's my outlet. Yeah. But it's nice doing that hobby with nice people. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And wrestling was pretty much the same. Yeah. And you're a youth worker as well. I'm a youth worker as well. That's, that's must be a fulfilling gig. job, is it? That's my full time gig. Yeah. That's seen, I've seen a couple of pics of your Facebook. I love it. You and Paul, that looks I love it. very fulfilling. It's, it's absolutely amazing. And, you know, it's it's real. It's very, very real. You know, you, I think all these creative things like wrestling and comedy, um, I think that's you trying to leave your mark. You know what I mean? It, no matter what your artistic outlet is, you're trying to leave your mark. You're Did you look clearly you weren't a hipster? That's your portfolio. You know what I mean? But actually, in reality, my job is where I actually leave my mark. I feel the yeah. work that we do actually makes a difference. You can take that comedy club or that comedy festival and we create absolutely lovely nights and lovely experiences. But the unfortunate thing is it is only comedy. Yeah. And it's the same with wrestling. Yeah. You can do a 450 splash. You can do a Canadian destroyer. I can't do any of those, by the <laughs> that's way. What, that's what Ryan Smile did, a 450, a 450 splash. 450 splash. Jesus. Or you can do a really good wrist lock. Um, <laughs> but at the end of the day, when people go home, it's been a kind of a, a two-hour release. Yeah. And it serves that purpose, and that's a beautiful thing. But yeah. my work, I would like to think, is the work that resonates and yeah. that the people I work with it matters the next day and the day after and the day after. And that's been very deep now, lads. I was going to say, you've gone. Very deep. No, but like it, it must be, like you said, you know, the comedy and the wrestling kind of separates the real life. So yeah. in, in a way. It's escapism. It's escapism. It's escapism. But your real life job must be very fulfilling. Absolutely. As well, you know. 110 Because let me tell you something. I'm not staying in it for the money. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So plenty of opportunities to jump ship. And then work with uh, your friend Paul doing it as well. Ah, yeah, yeah. And we've worked together for the 10 years. like, And it just, it works like Adam and Paul. <laughs> <laughs> People never forget our name. Do you know what I mean? But it works. Um, no, it's very fulfilling. And... Do you know what I mean? We're, we're only youth workers. It's it's the young people that yeah. are incredible and it's the young people that make the job worthwhile. And as I say, hopefully they're not listening to this because I wouldn't like them to think that. <laughs> I prefer to just give them torture and beat them at FIFA and pool. And <laughs> beat them at FIFA. You don't want their confidence getting too high, lads. You I know have what the, mean? I mean? You keep them grounded as well. You know? I have the community centre in Boyker Grove in my mind now here. I never watched Biker Grove because um, we were only allowed to watch short TV channels. <laughs> because, again, we're not Protestants uh, in my house. So we watched The Den. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, no, it's, it's all very nice. It's all very nice at the moment. I'm thankful. I'm a very grateful person. I'm happy with and content with my lot. And I'm not trying to be anything bigger than that. And being a dad comes first. That's that's the best. Part. But you're open for a wrestling return. My, as my as heard, one, first, heard, heard first. Absolutely. Absolutely. My little one said to me the other day, I'd love to be a wrestler. I just said, no. That's never happening. <laughs> you will not repeat my Would mistakes. Would you not go down the Rick and Charlotte route, no? Absolutely not. It's absolutely. like Mick Foley's daughter be, wants I'd to be, be a wrestler. Now. I'd be concerned with the, the Rick and Charlotte route. That route can often turn into the Donald Trump and his daughter's route. Do you know what I mean? So you got to keep an eye on that stuff. No, absolutely not. They're not allowed to do any of the hobbies that I got into and they learn from all my mistakes. They're going to be... They're going to be... Yeah, Mick Foley's daughter normal, wants normal. to be a wrestler now. Mick Foley's daughter. Yeah, she's doing it behind his back, allegedly doing it behind well, his like back. You know about it, I imagine he knows. Yeah, but it's in that reality TV show that they have in the oh, network. 
Yeah. That's well, that's well I wouldn't believe any of that. That's like the Kardashians. All that stuff is scripted. I wouldn't believe yeah. a word of it. Yeah. Actually, Rory O'Hanlon had a great joke during the week um, regarding the Kardashians. It was a. Uh, so I don't know if you said Kanye West was in hospital suffering from exhaustion. He just put up a one line every and I heard Kanye suffering from exhaustion. Yes, that's what happens when you try to keep up with the Kardashians. It's like that uh, is well played. That is well played. That, yeah. Very good. He's a good man, Rory. He is a very, very good man. Very good. Um That was quick. Yeah, well, yeah, it was light and quick as well. Like it was right up there. Um you do a couple of solo gigs as well. Um you're out in the international from time to time. Yeah. You've got that coming up. The international's great as well, isn't it? Oh, stop. One of my favourite clubs. Absolutely love it. I did, the inter- I did a weekend at the International last weekend, and I did the crunch on the Sunday then. Danny O'Brien and Colin McGlinchey run the comedy crunch in the Stags Head. Beautiful gig. Absolutely beautiful. Two great promoters. Um, look, again, it's with the kids. I pick and choose the gigs I want to do. I'm not trying to make it. I'm not trying to be a big star. I don't have to put in that legwork, and I've nothing against people who are but it's not my vibe at the moment. So I like to pick and choose the really fun gigs and hang out with people I enjoy hanging out with, and I find them in the crunch and in the international. And there's a few other spots I do as well. So I had a really busy October, November. So in December, really, I only have my solo show. And I'm going to play Simon O'Keefe's Chaplains for the first time um, at the end of December, just after, I think, the 28th or something. But I suppose the big show, I'm doing my second one-hour solo in, in the Harbour Bar on the 8th of December. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. It's always a new challenge to stand for an hour. So any of the Coolchies that have come up for Coolchie Day should head along. Yeah. Is that Coolchie Day? That's Coolchie Day. Coolchie Day. Oh, dear God. Maybe so I'll get move anyone to the 9th. <laughs> 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 You'd be worried, wouldn't you? Anyone south of Greystones will definitely be flocking <laughs> in. Yeah, that's how it. did you retain that? Like, how do you retain things like Thanksgiving? I can't remember my wife's birthday, let alone <laughs> yeah, no, Thanksgiving and, yeah. and Coolchie Day. Co- yeah. What country has a Coolchie Day? Yeah, that's great. <laughs> you um, can't remember your wife's I think we birthday. need a cunty day. That's what we need in Ireland. <laughs> gas yeah. cuntism day. Yeah, yeah. Like the rubber bandits day. <laughs> you know what I mean? A How? day where we beat up all the cunts of the country here. Cunty day. <laughs> that the 9th of January. Yeah. The day after. <laughs> you know what I mean? How did the rubber bands get on with the wrestling gig? Ah, they were gas crack. They were great lads, they were. You know what I mean? One of them did a frog splash. Well, the closest thing to a frog splash. <laughs> Blind boy was up on the top ropes, which was not anticipated whatsoever. <laughs> Love um, it. Yeah. They were nice guys to hang around with. They were fun outside at the ring. Look, it all served very well. Al Porter was a natural. Yeah. Total heel manager. Absolutely amazing. Like you just like a duck to water. They need to use him again. Yeah. Would he have watched wrestling before, do you think? Yeah, he knew everybody. He knew Freddie Blassie and all. Oh, Jeez. brilliant. He's well yeah. informed. He's he very wasn't. grand wizardy, isn't he? Yeah. Oh, he was fantastic. He was backstage. He had the shades on, gelled back hair, the suit. Love it. He was he was styling and profiling before the gig. <laughs> Unreal. <laughs> Legit, like he was styling and profiling Beautiful. backstage. Um, no, he was he was super, like you know what I mean, and um, yeah, it was it was just a it was a lovely, a lovely crossover, and I, I'm delighted I took the opportunity because I don't know if it'll ever happen again. But it's like that, like you were saying that you pick the gigs that you like to hang out with people because you got to hang out with people down there from like whose lines that anyway and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was gas. They were in my hotel room, and the minute I checked in, I said the minute I went down there, I'm going to photograph everybody and everything I do. Because as a promoter, if another comedian did that for me yeah. and hashtagged it and shared it, it's invaluable. Yeah. So I was like, I'm going to do these guys a service here and show people how much I'm enjoying this. So it was very contrived. But I, every time I saw somebody who I liked hanging around with, 
or every time I was having fun, I took a photo and I lashed it up online. Yeah. And uh, when I arrived at my hotel, the Who's Line guys were in the reception. So I checked in, I took my key, and rather than going left to my room, I went right to where the guys were sat. And I says, I'm Adam. There's no reason why they should know me. Yeah. <laughs> I says, I'm, I'm booked on the festival as well. Yeah. I says, I instantly recognize you. I'm taking photos and all these mind. They were lovely. Took the photo, see you later, and that was it. But later on, they went to the wrestling show as spectators. Ah, watched it. Brilliant. And after I did me frog splashes and took me beatings and got me pin and I all the rest lock. of it. I did a wrist lock. And I came out to the reception at the end of it all. And the big guy, Stephen, yeah. came running over and said... Adam Burke he goes you're a wrestler and you're flying around the place so they had remembered me kind of checking in and they were really really nice to me and very complimenting of what we had tried to do beautiful and they recognised the kind of you know how hard wrestling can be the and art were, of it as well they asked so many questions and they were so nice and it was great for me in terms of uh, um, of being a promoter because I met an awful lot of acts who um, through mutual friends then Having the right people beside me when I asked the question, hey, would you like to come to Bray? I had yeah. people beside me saying, hey, I've been to Bray, it's worth going to. So I collected a lot of contacts and hopefully I'll get some of them over. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the Who's yeah. Line guys would be one such group I'd love to, That'd be brilliant. to have yeah. over. Lee Coppinger does a lot with them, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. He was there as well. He was. Um, I've seen them. Be- we seen them before, did we? Me and you went to the we did, comedy yeah. festival yeah. in, in We've gone to Ivy Gardens. Yeah, we've Stephen's about six foot five or something. Yeah, yeah, he's a big lad. And, and Lee, about, uh, Ian. yeah, he's, he's, he's about Ian, five sorry. foot eight. Yeah. So when you see these two guys beside <laughs> yeah, each other, them. that was a wrestling match in itself. <laughs> Book that. I think Kevin wanted to book that. <laughs> Big Shaw versus Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Ray Mysterio. Ray Mysterio. Imagine putting Ian Coppinger on a stretcher and slapping him against a, a, a steel post. <laughs> That'd be class. I'm telling you. I'd pay to watch it. <laughs> they were lovely guys, every one of them. Yeah. No arseholes up in Galway or down in Galway, depending on where you live. It was, uh, it was great. It was lovely. Great stuff. Um, we're just running out of time. Uh, and I've got extremely nasally in the last 20 minutes I've just picked in my ear that's what I gave you before the podcast that's, <laughs> it's all kicking in now yeah. it worked great for 20 minutes but now <laughs> I'm, I'm on a downer now <laughs> so December 8th in, in the Hardy Hearts your own show yeah. is my own show solo show it's called Adam Burke is Alive um, and actually Tommy Nicholson will be the guest host Tommy Jesus and Colm O'Regan will be the special guest headliner brilliant he has the new Bollocksology book out and he did the book of Irish Bammies yeah. brilliant He's as solid a headliner in this country as any other. And he's a lovely guy to nice do beard. as well. He does. Mm. Splendid beard. Very mm. groomed. But that could be now going down that route with the barbers the and barbers. all the rest uh-huh. of it. You know what I mean? I'll have a word and ask him. <laughs> um, so it's a really nice night. And yeah. because it's our Christmas night, we spoil people. You know, we'd mulled Beautiful. wine and mince. And I mean, gourmet mince pies last time. Like, oh. You should have seen it. Oh, the Harbour Bar pulled that out now as well. <laughs> so I slag off. But from time to time, you come into the Harbour Bar yeah. And you're like, this place used to have cat shit on the carpet. <laughs> but now it has mulled wine at Christmas. It had a, a thirst aid station for the summer. Wow. And it was, if you felt too warm from this, the, you know, that boiling hot sun we get in Ireland. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you felt too warm, you could go over to their thirst aid station. And when you opened the box, it was a cooler with ice lollies and little Amazing. kind of, yeah, f- chilled drinks and all. All comp- Minced pies, though. All comp- yeah, minced pies. I love minced pies. So do I. So do I. And you either love them or hate them. Love them. And yeah. I love them. 
Um, I don't like mulled wine, but that we put that on for the audience. We like to give the audience a little. I know it's free admission and all, but actually, more than their kind of price of admission, we really kind of recognise that they come out and support us religiously, and they yeah. really support comedy, and they're very loyal to the venue. So we actually, even though we don't charge in, we also give a little back Beautiful. every now and again. So we do things like customer appreciation kind of bonuses so yeah. at Christmas it's normally gingerbread men or mince pies and mulled wine and stuff like that so we'll have something nice on Leppin the for a mince pie now I am that's it I oh me too yeah <sighs> yeah I like the ones with a little bit of icing on the top of them as oh, well I love them. those ones love them yeah. see, I wouldn't thank you for a mince pie now War- warm all, do you like them warm never have yeah. them warm what I tend to do is just have six out of the Mr. Kipling box <laughs> all in one six. Yeah, just mill them. And, and then just hate myself for two hours. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's how I like my mince pies, with self-loathing. I, lo- I love them warm with a bit of custard or something on them. Well, that's gone a bit far now. Custard. We don't get custard Jesus. in my house. A bit of ice cream or cream? Yeah, ice cream is a goer. Yeah. Cream's not a goer. Did the comedy crunch still get free ice cream? I couldn't tell you. I never stick around. I always yeah. ask Colm, can I go on first? I always, uh, yeah. In the comedy crunch, I like to go on first. And just because it's on either a night that where I'm up the next morning working, yeah, that's yeah. normally the way it works out. So I have to drive home. And that. I always say to Colin or Danny, look, can I just go on first and I'll head off? Yeah. Because it just suits work the next day. So I never get free ice cream. So they owe me about 40 choc ices. It was amazing. <laughs> we used to love them. And you want them. And I want them. <laughs> used to love With the interest. Others. We used to hope was, you put me on after the interval. Knowing that the ice cream came out at the end of yeah. it, and I'd be yeah. sitting there, me wafer and me little block of heat. Don't, don't get me wrong, if it was Romantica, oh, listen, I'd stick around for, for the night and the next night. You know what I mean? If it was Romantica, Romantica I'd be there. Remember Romantica? Yeah. I remember the first time my ma brought Romantica into the house, and my first question was, Who's dying? Because there's no way this was on the kitchen table. Just for a treat. Now, like, yeah. if Vianetta came out, you kind of went, oh, oh Vianetta, oh. Yeah. somebody's birthday. But when the Romantica came out, it was like, what's wrong with Granny? Is she, <laughs> she alright? Do you know what I mean? Layers of indulgence. Do you know what I mean? Like, I couldn't believe it. Like, she okay? Yeah. So then, yeah, so then every birthday, my mom would say, what do you want for your birthday cake? I'd always say a Romantica. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? You'd be lucky to get the Vianetta. Oh, the Romantica's are unreal, man. They're Most unreal, aren't they? They're great, yeah. Yeah. Very over. Did you ever go to Spain and you get the fake Romantica? Yeah. That's why I hate Spain. <laughs> As a country. Like, I'm not a racist, but, like, Spain can fuck off. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I bought a Romantica over there, and, like, every layer was a disappointment. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was like, well, this creamy bit at the top, that tastes awful. Oh, the caramel also tastes awful. These biscuits are inedible. Oh, and a nice layer of cat food at the end. <laughs> fuck off, Spain. <laughs> Just fuck off. That's the only thing that doesn't taste the same when you go to Spain, is it? No, I don't think so. I think, I think the milk over there is rotten. Do you know the only thing that's nice in Spain? <laughs> the only thing. Not even the people. Not the scenery. <laughs> not not the, the beaches. culture. Not even the culture. Not their flags. It's only Fantalema. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that is the only nice thing in Spain. Didn't you can't you get Fantalemon over here that tastes like Fantalemon in Spain. Yeah. They can take the paella and shove it up the bull's hole for all they care. <laughs> I would go. I would. I would. I would risk a Ryanair flight to Spain for a can of Fanta lemon, and I'd pay, I'd pay extra baggage if I could bring it home with me. But Jesus. that's all that's good about. I love how you say paella when it's yeah. clearly paella. Yeah. No, it's paella. My <laughs> mask speaks a bit of Spanish. Does he? 
I, I can't even tell you the story behind that. I could, but it goes on forever. But it's a well, lovely story as to why she speaks Spanish. But when you've got two L's together, I notice when you've got two L's it's together, silent. it becomes a Y. It sounds like a Y. Paella. So if you live in a villa, it would be a Villa. Ah, so that's why Dava Villa becomes Dava, Dava Villa. Villa. Now you know I've actually educated you. You have, well. but yeah. people are also going to want want to know why your mom speaks Spanish because you said it's a great story. We condensed down. We used to take Spanish students every year, and one year we took this girl and her sister went to a house that she didn't like. So my ma took both of them at short notice, and the family were so impressed by this they befriended my family, and then every year from that year after. The girls would come over here, and my mum and dad would go to Spain. No way. But my mum and dad, they all spoke English, but their grandparents didn't. And my mum is a very, you know, wears her heart yeah. sleeve, a very kind person. She didn't like sitting in the same space as the grandparents and not being able to interact. So she took Spanish classes and became fluent in Spanish so that she could That is incredible. But I tell you an even better one. A few years later, we were in a storm in Spain. Killed about eight people. Jesus. That's how bad the storm was. And we went back to where we were staying and we had kind of lost contact with that family. And when we got back to where we were, the family knew we were in the region, but there was no plans to meet up or anything like that. And when we got back, my dad has really big feet. He's like size 11 or 12 or something like that. There was a note in his shoe on the balcony and it said, only one person could have feet this size. (laughs) Ring this number. We rang it and they rescued us from the storm. Wow. Brought us up into the mountains and we kind of, reconnected with that family again and kind of stayed in touch we had there was a period of years where we had not and my mom had sent out a few kind of things saying we'll be in the area but they never made contact and they knew when that storm hit we were in that area so they made the point to go on down and rescued us and that's incredible that's great that is actually incredible yeah why they didn't like us though for four years or five years that's it it might have been me I had become very vocal at that stage. I wasn't a nice boy anymore. You know what I mean? I started cursing off the Spanish. Fuck yous and your paella. Where's my Fanta lemon? So they didn't want to be near me anymore. You know? But yeah. Is that a romantic on the table? You need to get the fuck out. You need to get the fuck Yeah. Like, I don't want to overemphasize it, but it is. It's fomantic. It is fomantic. Yeah. Yeah. I just, don't go for the food you know yeah. if you go for anything go for the beaches and the Fanta Lemon but don't go for the food because <laughs> every, everything over there just doesn't taste the same it doesn't right. so if anybody if anybody's heading to Spain bring you back Fanta Lemon essentially absolutely and don't don't wait till you get back over here and pick me up a six pack in deals I can taste the difference <laughs> I can taste Six the difference. Deals. I can taste the difference. Or to get you club lemon. If you put a Spanish Fanta lemon and a normal Fanta lemon beside me, I'll know the difference. Mostly because there's Spanish on the back of the can. No, <laughs> I know the difference from the taste. I'll know the difference. You're that picky. From the taste. So I'm saying this before anyone gets me Christmas presents. Don't get me Irish Fanta lemon. Don't be a prick about it. <laughs> Order Don't be a that prick shit. about it. Order that shit from Spain on eBay. <laughs> That's where the good get shit is. Get it Right, so lads, December 8th, head out to Bray. Don't, you can pop out to, to what's it called, Boxburg or Platform Pizza and then head across the road. Sort it. That's a full night. I still have made the Boxburger. You need to sort your life out. They yeah. had a Baller Burger. Named I've seen that, yeah. yeah. We got comped. Beautiful. Whole table of wrestlers, free Baller Burgers, treated like royalty down there. They're lovely down there. Rightfully so. But that burger, pulled pork. On a beef patty. Let me tell you something. Bray has fucking changed. <laughs> I miss the old Bray. I miss the old Bray where we used to just 
Get chips and things. Just burn things. Get chips and Pulled pork is very uh, Celtic Tigerism. <laughs> Pulled pork, you know what that is, don't you? That's what? just ham. Yeah. <laughs> That's a ham sandwich. It is. Do you know what I mean? Can I have a slice of ham? Rip. A slice of galty on my burger. But yeah, I want you to tear it up first. Like, fuck <laughs> That's what it off. is, though. Fuck off. Do you know what? Save, save pulling the pork. Save <laughs> ripping up the ham and just rip up your 20 euro notes. Because that's the, it's the same difference. Have a ham sandwich, have a burger, and stop with all the nonsense. That's, that's I agree. Later. I concur. No nonsense. Do you know what? I think I need to be the Trump of Bray. <laughs> I need you to turn that careful. shit around. And you want to be careful. Make Bray great again. Uh, I will make Bray great again. <laughs> I will. And it's going to start with a wall. And all the vegans will be on the other side of the wall. And they'll pay for it. They'll pay for it. With the money from their pulled pork baps. And I tell, you, I tell you something else as well. When that wall is built, the two lads from the Happy Pair will be thrown from it. <laughs> There'll be a very, very distinctive line between Bray and Greystones. I'm taking back. That's it. I'm voting. I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm in. Hey. Taking back my town. Make gr- Bray great You're again. One hipster out of town. <laughs> <laughs> did um, Fergal know about the burger? Oh, he did. Yeah, we tweeted him and he retweeted and uh, he sound like that, you know. Mm, what I mean? yeah. But he he tweeted me actually and he said, "That's it, lads. I'll do all the hard work. <laughs> you reap the rewards." <laughs> that was his reply. To it, you know what I mean? But I'd say if he was over here now, he wouldn't have minded. You know, had he yeah. got something out of it. But Fergal's lean. Yeah, oh, he's, he's ripped. Yeah, he ripped is. to shreds. Do you know what I mean? He's a real diet guy and a yeah. real kind of really takes care of himself. Um, so I don't know if we could have convinced him to eat a burger. I would have had his. Yeah. I don't care. He wouldn't have had the bun. I've man tits. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'll eat all the burgers, whatever. Um, if people want to, I know you said you're not mad on the social media, so I do, but on the Twitter for the, the comedy club, that kind of thing, people yeah, want to find out um, more. Yeah, Hardy Har Bray. <coughs> At Adam Burke Comedy and then Facebook.com forward slash Hardy Heart Comedy Club. You add me, Adam Burke. On, on. Just don't calf issue. Just don't ca- Don't be a prick. <laughs> <laughs> you know I mean? Be nice. Um, I'm not on Instagram um, because I have testicles. Um, it's a legit argument, man. Yeah. That's a legit <laughs> Do you know argument. what I mean? Like, I'm not on Pinterest for the same reason. If, if my. If my not seeing but I follow on Instagram Debbie issues because it's literally just you know what I'm pissed off about can't access me Bebo photos <laughs> I can't I can't and what annoys me is you can though can you not no, yeah, no this they, is the they thing. stopped it they stopped it oh. I'm telling you now if you go into that I'm a celebrity get me out of here they'll get every last Bebo picture you have definitely with your cock out <laughs> did you all have many of them did you all I want is a few pictures of me on nights out with the lads in the nightclub having the crack. No penis pictures. <laughs> Nothing. Oh, no, Bebo. No, we can't get that. For, that's gone. That's long gone. Do you know what I mean? I'm probably asking the wrong people now. I've just been asking. I thought that you... Max and stuff like that. Oh, it was only a period of time, was it? I think there was. I think, I think there was this that kind was of... gimmick that was. Uh, uh, I'll log on for these two, two or three weeks now and we'll give yeah. you your photos back. What is it like? You know what I mean? Like It's yeah. like, what was your man? Liam Neeson. No, I mean, you need to send him in to get your oh, fucking yeah. pictures back. <laughs> That's it. I've I have a particular set of skills <laughs> in downloading <laughs> images from Bebo. That's who we need. Put him to good use. Yeah. Put if he did, I'd, I'd definitely give him one of my loves for the day anyway. Like, <laughs> yeah, one of your loves. He'd be in my top 16. Be, oh, I definitely. used to love having, like, you, you know, your little video and all. Yeah. It, it actually it gave more of your personality. 
If you logged yeah. onto somebody's Bebo account, you instantly knew if they were a prick. Because you got, you but could, now you have to do research on Facebook <laughs> and Twitter. You do could, I like this person? You, know you could personalize your background and all, and instantly be looking at their background and be like, Liverpool, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Done. Yeah, it's, uh, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, it is true. You know, but with, with the Liverpool skin. Yeah, Liverpool skin. Facebook, you have to put so much effort in. I don't want to click into people's profiles to know if I like them or not. <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It should be just instant. You couldn't tell though. Instant. Do you know yeah. what I mean? But yeah, I miss Bebo. I really do miss Bebo. Yeah. I miss Bebo and Catholicism and Bray. <laughs> I miss normal food and Fanta Lemon. That's, that's the podcast in the nutshell. That's it. So Make Bray it. and Bebo great again. Yeah. So this yeah. is a cry for help for Adam essentially. <laughs> yeah. He wants it his Bebo, right. his Fanta Lemon and his normal Bray back. Would you give up yeah. Facebook and Twitter for Bebo? Oh, I would. See, I love Twitter. If I could just exchange my contacts over, that's actually yeah, that's like, that'd be I good take I think I would just for the ability to be able to draw on the wall again. Remember that? You could do <laughs> yeah, the drawings. You could draw on the wall. That. But that's that's how you know Mark Zuckerberg's a prick. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had Bebo and he could have just let it be. Do you know what I mean? Like, how you being an arsehole about it? Like, he knows he's got the better product. Yeah. But instead, he let the other one die a death as well. Like, yeah. no, you can't tap that. Yeah. He's like that kid. Who gets the toys? You go to their house and they've got all the fancy toys, but they name the toys you're allowed to play with. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you, you can, can play, play with, with them. That. Yeah. You know, you go over and you used to play Royal Rumble and they go, right, you can have the bushwhackers. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm having I'm having the Undertaker and Kane. And Stone and Cold. H. Yeah. I'm having the Triple H who does, you know, the hands go in the oh, air, spraying yeah. the water action. Yeah. You can have the bushwhackers <laughs> that do the kind of, you know, that <laughs> hands flailing the bushwhackers did have a thing that their arms did. They did, yeah. The figures, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they always did a little yeah. action. And they give you the bushwhackers and they keep the good toys. And that's what Mark Zuckerberg is. Or, uh, you can't even have Bebo. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's it. I'm, I'm if I ever meet him, I'm going to say it to him. <laughs> I know that's not likely. But if I ever meet him, I'm going to take him up on the fact that he wears the same clothes all the time. Yeah. And he destroyed Bebo. And he wears sandals to work. That's he not does. that's not acceptable. He's eighty eight million followers. It doesn't matter if you wear sandals though, that yeah, doesn't count. Doesn't <laughs> Do you know if you wear sandals, it doesn't count. All your followers aren't real people now. It's true. I seen a lad today wearing socks and sandals. Today. I hope you <laughs> stop. Unless you saying mass, that guy needed a slap. <laughs> no, he did <laughs> need <up>. a slap. <laughs> socks and sandals. Bet Johnny went and ordered a panini. Bet you was from Grace He was good. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know where he was from. Getting the recurrent theme here that I don't like Greystones. Love it. I actually get a, a lot of my audience are from Greystones. I give them dogs abuse every month. And rightfully so. Posh apart. Do you know what they're starting to use? Here's a new expression for you: Greystones. What? That's what we're becoming. Sorry. What? It's meshed. No. It's bleeding together. But don't accept people that. This is why we need to make Bray great again. It is. That's what I'm saying. But didn't the people of Greystones stop the McDonald's from going in they there? Did. Yeah. We put it in our town hall. <laughs> in our town hall. You can't give a more prestigious thing. As a town, what else have you got? Yeah, and you can have that or the Bray Head, whatever you want. <laughs> and it's the greatest dart stop on on the dart line. I used to love that new that. This training's for shop. Bray. Bray. What shop? It's like the the news agents. The, the little one at the dart station. Yeah, I used to love it. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I didn't. I'll tell you why. They used to sell sell tape their magazines closed. What? You weren't allowed to read them. <laughs> really? They used to sell tape them closed. I'd go in to read World of Wrestling magazine, right? That was six quid. There was no fucking way I was paying six quid for a wrestling magazine, right? That was so where, just, was it? Well, yeah, yeah. So I used to just read it in the shop. And then you start sellotaping them together. Do you know what I mean? What a prick thing to do. That is, I'm that's lousy. Do you know what I mean? To a young lad who was trying to be a wrestler. Yeah, he just sellotaped all the magazines. 
And then you put the porn into like plastic bags. That's even harder to read. <laughs> I have to keep the, the stuff off it. I would have went for a power <laughs> yeah. slam. Power slam, I used to read yeah. that too. Yeah. I was a real Marky Mark. Yeah. And then when you become a wrestler, you stop doing all that. It's yeah. really weird. Because you're too clear. You learn to be yeah. a wrestler and you're like, I don't read the magazines anymore. I don't watch the programs. <laughs> you become like one of those artists, you know? Yeah. I wanna, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm above this now. You know I, mean? yeah. I, I am a performer. I, <laughs> I am a wrestler. I'm no longer a wrestling fan. I'm a fucking wrestling fan. <laughs> I'm a wrestling fan. You know what I mean? Like, that's oh. the way it is. You have to be. I used to love Power Slam because it made you feel like uh, you were in the back. Right, I'm going to give you this really, really quick story. We, we have right? to finish, man. <laughs> but, yeah. But when I got with my girlfriend at the time, now my wife, her brother was a good bit younger and uh, he was into the wrestling as well. And I had a rake of... Por- uh, por- <laughs> <laughs> a, a rake of Power Slam magazines. <laughs> right? But you know what I did, right? I said to her, I was trying to be real nice, like, and you know what I mean? Yeah. Cement this relationship. I says, oh, your brother can have all my Power Slam magazines. Do you know what I mean? I don't care. And she was like, really? I said, oh, yeah, he loved them and all. You know, trying to, yeah. you know what I mean, win her over and all the rest. So what I did, though, I went home, dug them all out, right? And then I realized there's an awful lot of women in Power Slam magazine, you know, with the tight tops. Scantily and clad. Very scantily clad. And I was like, oh, this is bad form. <laughs> so what I decided, because he was only about, like, maybe... 10, 11, something like that, you know? Oh, right? Jesus. So what I did was I cut them out. I cut them all out of the magazines and gave them all the wrestling content and handed them in. And I was like, he's got a stack, like, you know, piled high. Gave them over to him. Then she came back and said, where are all the pictures of the... She assumed that I'd cut them out and just put them on my wall and I was just this big pervert <laughs> who kept the important stuff from the magazines and just went, well, I don't really... I don't really like wrestling, to be honest. It's mostly for the women. He can have the trash and I'll hold on to the good stuff. So it backfired completely. Jesus. Which, she married you? She still married me. Yeah. 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 So it worked out well in the end, but I did look like a pervert. You were going for the nice thing, though. That's yeah, it was. I came so, from a good place. That yeah. sounds actually. That's not you, Dad. I, <laughs> I, I was trying to be nice. I was trying to be nice, but uh, it did backfire slightly. Class, love it, love it. Uh, it's been a blast. Yeah, it has. It's Thanks been deadly. You. I've loved yeah, this. Lovely. Um, so Adam Burke comedy on Twitter, Hardy Hair Bray on Don't Twitter. Don't forget you're invited to Bray. You're invited ah. to come out and do your stick out and break. We'll do it. We, we will take you up on that offer. Yeah, Absolutely. 100%. It'll be nice to get a holiday out to break. It'll be like when I was a child again. What? Disappointing? <laughs> will we get the dirt? <laughs> oh, oh, the 45, eh? Yeah, splash the cash. Yeah, tell it. Oh, we'll get the bus. <laughs> we'll get the bus. Uh, December 8th, you can check out Adam's show. Don't forget that. In the meantime, at Merrigan Mania, at Dan John Murray, at WTS Pod. Rocco's Twitter. back. Rocco was back in Fair City. I don't know what happened there. Rocco. I'm back in Fair City. Were you in Fair City? Yeah, a minute. I don't watch Fair City. A yeah. minute tonight. Eric Lawler's in Fair City. He's yeah, the bad he's doing guy. deadly. Yeah. yeah, he's the bad guy. I'm not an actor. He had, a stint. he had a stint on it last year, and by popular demand, they brought him back. Get me a spot on <laughs> Fair City. I'm gone out now. I've no pull in there. They, they killed him off. I wanted a, I want to go on Fair City, yeah. but I don't want to follow the script. I want to complain about <laughs> Bray for an hour. <laughs> Just in the, I'm the guy at the back of the pub going, and another thing, Greystones. <laughs> you know what I mean? Quinton McCoy's. Who the fuck is this guy? 
yeah. I'd love to do that. <laughs> I'd watch Fair City if that happened, I'll be honest. Uh, Facebook.com forward slash WTS Pod Ireland. Don't forget to uh, subscribe on iTunes. <laughs> you can imagine I'm an extra. Yeah, no. Adam, you're not to talk now. You're not yeah. to talk. Praise no. the fucking Yeah. Okay, everybody ready? Action. Do you know what? Shit. Greystones. <laughs> Those happy pair. You wouldn't find them in Fair City. You wouldn't see them drinking in their local unless it was Kale Smoothies pair of pricks. <laughs> Kale Smoothies. Kale Smoothies. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Love it. I'm sure they're nice guys I've never met them They're probably lovely I give them torture yeah. How can you be that happy You can't be Be a vegan You can't be I'd say it's all the money I'd say they eat the money i say they don't actually Spend it on stuff They just eat paper They dollar. put in their, their kale smoothie Yeah They're like They're like Jedward But You know Without the singing mm-hmm. They're what Jedward Will become After their drug addiction Because I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. That's on the cards So what'll happen is Jedward will have a drug addiction Fall out of the music industry completely, yeah. and John will turn to who's your on Terry and say, "Chap, we need to get our shit together. We either go down the route of Adam and Paul, or those two blokes from Greystones. Whip out the juicer, there, mate. Yeah. Whip out the Nutri bullet. The Have you seen those? Bullet. Oh. The Nutri bullet. If I ever am in a room with the happy pair and a Nutri bullet, somebody's head's going in the Nutri bullet. I have a Nutri bullet. That is a fact. Oh, good Jesus. Three enter. Only two can leave. <laughs> I don't know. I'm surviving that one. Put me in an octagon with those two. Two on one handicap match. I'd love it. I would love it. That's marketing. Triple H, if you're listening, book that shit. Hell in a cell. Adam Burke versus the happy pair. No holds barred. Go away. F- oh. Festival next year, do it. Yeah. Bring in the happy pair as the celebrities. Oh, oh. imagine. Do it at the Bray Festival. Fuck it. Do, do, I could do a comedy roast. Oh, oh they probably wouldn't eat roast. It's probably. <laughs> they're gluten and lactose intolerant. Personality intolerant. There's no way they have a Sunday roast. There's no way. On Sundays, they just cover themselves in Vaseline and hug. That's it. Right, it's over. Oh, Rock us back Sunday, Tuesday, up. Wednesday. That was beautiful. Absolutely loved it. Adam Ward, thank you very much. Merrigan, until next week. <laughs> Good luck. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. <laughs>